faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. For positive bless up yourself. This, of course, is the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast, and I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find me on my social media platforms, the Pum Pum Chronicles, on both Instagram and Twitter. And of course, if you want to come follow uh, follow my personal page for some spicier content, as my friend, my good friend BJ likes to call it, uh, you can follow me at Badass underscore Jones underscore. You can listen to the podcast on all platforms where podcasts are. Uh, hosted, including but not limited to Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, if you want to submit anything in terms of suggestions for content, questions, or anything thereof, you can hit me in one of two ways. You can reach me through email at thepompomchronicles at uh, gmail.com. You can also hit the call-in line, leave me a message. That number, of course, is 320-270-1086. Nothing romantical, please. I love you guys, but the, the that part, just leave that out. Just leave me a normal message, please, and thank you. Um, I always feel like there's something else I'm supposed to tell you, but I don't remember what it is. Regardless, regardless, posse, today is a special and blessed day. His face almost looks about to crack a grin. This is the ma- What? We get a grin from BJ? What did I say? So, of course, as you can hear um, from the excitement and joy, in my voice. Um, my special guest was a guest last year, is a guest this year. Big up yourself, 2021. BJ, big up your blood clot self. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Change the Subject podcast. My big friend, the super duper friend that always wears a hat when he sees me because I'm not special enough for him to give me a good up hairdo. We've tried recording. This is the third time we've tried recording this today because for whatever reason, the, the platforms we've been using just are anti-us and they don't want, want us to be happy and great. I <laughs> the first fact about the hats, but I need to let you guys hear the cuss in because it's an official cuss in. BJ is married to his hat and every time I see BJ, BJ has a hat on when it's just me and BJ. But let us have a group meeting and BJ is <laughs> the sweet boy king. Okay? Let us have a group meeting and the waves come out. Let us have a group meeting and all new fresh glasses and ting. People, you see how BJ does me bad? But here, I get to see BJ in the baseball cap. Like, I'm nobody. But it's alright. Well, yes. That is such fluff and falsehood. <laughs> I really want you to understand that there are moments. Like, I am the one of the most unprepared people so I usually get started with those meetings probably maybe 15 minutes beforehand. And it's always one thing I forget. It's, it's always going to be one thing. Either it's going to be a pen, it's going to be my hat. I never forget my glasses because I can't see without them. So I'm always going to have the glasses on. But, you know, just being around the house, I just managed to forget to put my hat on. It was sitting on the bookshelf. I just forgot to put it on and never got up to get it. So that was just a one in a million 
instance it wasn't like oh i let me show them that i brushed my hair today because i mm. probably have i feel like that's exactly what it was yeah I feel like that i feel like that's because i don't brush my hair enough to be comfortable without putting a hat on because i'm just a get up and go type of guy i i'm a truck driver i have a terrible habit of just overindulging that lifestyle so i'm never really prepared like people yeah. um you know just to be cute and you know all that glamorous stuff that men tend to do with grooming i don't i'm not that guy so that you even had on a like nice a shirt cover, bj cover you had a nice shirt on. You had a nice shirt on with a little collar. What do I call it? The, the, the golf shirt with the little stripes on it. But what do I get? I get the t-shirts. I get the hoodies. And yes, I'm looking sideways because I'm vexed and I'm in my feelings. But that's, that's the stuff that... But what are you going to tell me? That you just you just happen to have that laying around and you just happen to... Yeah, it's okay, BJ. Really? And you know really? the funny thing is, though? The shirt went with the sweet boy look. Because you, you broke out the shirt and you broke out the waves. But that's... that's I'm not. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. My feelings aren't hurt. I'm just saying, you know. Man. I got. I, I got to come to a meeting to get like you know the the, the upscale, the uptown, the uptown version of BJ. Trust me, there are going to be many instances where you're going to see like that was just an accident. You're going to see it. <laughs> just give it time. You're going to see it. Like that was totally an accident. Can you tell the people who you are, please? Oh, I'm BJ. Um, I know for most of the people who are in the podcast community, you are familiar with me for Change the Subject, which is my podcast that kind of talks about um, a lot of interesting issues and feelings that I've had over the course of my life. But I'm trying to actually take myself a little bit higher than that in this particular um, instance now because um, a lot of my friends are still kind of in the same spaces of needing certain resources tools and i'm usually that person so i've tried to um use that as an inspiration for doing more business doing more um tech and um trying to just adjust the way that people see me um in the public forum of podcasting so that's been like my greater focus is just doing more business um and i'm also going to be creating on a much higher level so um as of right now i haven't been doing much podcasting but i'm definitely getting behind some um some writing doing some creative writing doing some uh visual testing and things of that nature so you will see change the subject but it may be just a little different the next time around when it finally comes back around so um i'm very much a creative person just not in the same space that most people are used to seeing me in right now so okay, we love to see it as the evolution the evolution of bj the evolution i like yes yes i like that i like that so uh the the subject that we are going to be talking about today the question is do women want what they really think they want Mm. uh and this of course stems from um a live that i did with uh paco and Lex Paco is the host of Nuts and Guts, and Lex is the host of the Free Space. And we're just kind of talking about uh, dating, courting, if, if courting is, you know, something that doesn't really exist anymore. Do people believe in it? Do people know how to practice it on the receiving end of it? Do, you know, the, the, court, the person who is being courted know how to effectively allow themselves to be um, courted? But it, it brought up one of the things about the sometimes unrealistic expectations that women have 
but whether or not those expectations, those wants and desires are really what they want, as opposed to it being like, you know, their biological clock is ticking or their family, you know, every time they see that, that auntie is like, why aren't you married yet? Or your mom's like, you know, your parents are like, why aren't you married yet? When are you going to give me some grandkids or even societal pressure? You know, like my best friend's married, my best friend's best friend is married, my sister, you know, the cat and the dog are married, but they themselves are not. So, um, right. You and I always have these these hilarious conversations about a plethora of things uh, in the world, but um, I know we had started a dialogue a couple of days ago sort of centered around this and some other stuff, but I wanted to um, dig deeper into that discussion with you. Do women want what they really want, or do they want the things that they see around them that they think that they should want? Um, absolutely. They definitely want what they want. It's just that the communication doesn't coincide with the wants or the needs that they feel like they are truly communicating in my opinion like this is all opinion based this is just me um learning over the course of the last four or five years how to communicate and dating and how to communicate and courting and how to communicate in a relationship like those are three different things mm -hmm. um whether you know this or not um for me and just my experiences, a lot of times we have to remind women of some very uncomfortable truths because it's almost going to sound like the battle of the sexes when it's not. It's just acknowledging what is taking place in this very moment. And what we have to remind women of in this space is that oftentimes you don't realize how much you control the narrative of dating. So if you say outwardly that men aren't doing certain things, then naturally you're going to probably get the guys who are doing them, you're going to get them riled up. And the more riled up they become, the more offended they become, the more uncomfortable with your statements they become, the less inclined they are to actually do it because now they're like, girl, fuck you. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's weird how that works, but I can go into um, some examples to help you kind of understand where yeah. that statement comes from. Like last year and maybe the year before that, all we heard women talking about was intentional dating. Right. That was the catchphrase. Every woman you heard talking about dating somehow or some way interjected that statement Mm -hmm. into whatever it was they felt like they were trying to communicate but mm -hmm. notice how they interjected that statement usually when you heard that from a woman it sounded like this i'm 37 years old so right now i'm intentionally dating so if yeah. you're not trying to get married if you're not trying to have kids if you're not trying to build a future if you're not trying if you're not trying if you're not trying <laughs> Yes. It does that sound kind of how? I, yes. I'm not right? gonna lie. Okay. Yeah. So intention, intentional dating is not making your expectations known. It intentional dating. dating, intentional dating simply means that I am well aware of what I have to do to make this situation work. It's the indictment on not only the person you're dating but also yourself as well. That's mm. intentional dating. Mm. so understand that all you're communicating are your expectations 
while you're yet dating a person you haven't even proven yourself to to be worth what you're asking for <clears throat> so it's interesting that you say that that particular part of it not necessarily being intentional dating as a as opposed to um listing what your expectations are you know i i heard and this this is words of wisdom from a man who said uh, i can't remember which one of my friends it was that said but i remember that it was a man that said it that for women when you go on a date don't tell him all the things that you are, you want or that you're looking for or that you expect because if he doesn't have intention for you and really and truly just wants to fuck you he'll become all the things that you're expecting him to be and want him to be just to get your draws and then he'll he'll, he'll skedaddle and be on exactly. his way exactly that that is the easiest way to get fucked and and discard it that's the easiest way to make all of those make all of those prerequisites known without even showing yourself as to does she deserve this level of attention does she deserve this level of gratitude appreciation reciprocity is she a person who pays attention to what i'm saying is she in her phone three-fourths of the date entertaining every call that she gets while i'm trying to communicate what i've been through what i've seen what i want to give what i want to bring to the table there's so much about dating that is going like miss is is going misunderstood in a sense because for most of us we think that intentional dating is standing on our expectations and principles that has nothing to do with dating that those things are for you i don't give a shit about what your expectations are for yourself because i'm on the other side of the table knowing that I've been mistreated too. I've been hurt too. So we have to communicate how are we going to level this situation so that everybody involved is receiving their fair share of love, appreciation, and respect. And we're going to safely do this by not dating on defense. Because what tends to happen is you're expecting a man to date you while you're on defense and still give you the best of what he has to offer that's not fair that's not fair he goes home still wondering do i really want to call her back considering i was talking to her she ain't really saying shit you know i want to do certain things she's telling me that we gonna see how it goes what did you come on a date for you know and these are kind of like and i don't like even though i'm saying these things mm -hmm. i don't fault women for like how they feel and how they communicate their pains because there is no strategy it's too much shit happening to them right so right. It's, it's really no strategy for how they communicate what they're going through but as men and as leaders you know inherited by you know ancestry and lineage as leaders we're supposed to be able to set their minds at ease by letting them know hey you're safe here just tell me what it is hey you're safe here we're not we're not in the space to where you have to make a you know a quick fast uneducated decision i'm not asking you for some ass i'm asking you for some communication i'm asking you to give mm -hmm. one start first let's start with the clean slate i don't remember what i've been through right now in this space because here is a person who deserves the best me so i'm going to give myself 
a fresh start and then I'm going to also gift that to you. I don't remember the past that much right now because here we are together in newness. We're here to experience something new and beautiful and we're going to use those things that we remember to make better choices, not to indict another person. But okay, but if you're on a if you're on a date <clears throat> and there's the uncertainty about what that person wants from you and this is you know like this is the get to know you feel you out kind of moment right Mm -hmm. and you as the men are 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 there with the intention of having an open mind and and it being a fresh start and you really want to get to know this person because there's something about her vibe her spirit her energy that moves you and you really want to you know but she comes in and she's talking about well you know um at least you're not you know you don't act like or you don't talk like them trash ass niggas that i'm that i've dated before you know you seem like you're a gentleman so that's cool you know i like you i like your vibe i like your energy you know um you can hold a decent conversation not like half these trash men that are out there that only want to talk about xyz and she goes on and on and on so throughout the course of the conversation she's taking digs at men men on a whole but you're on the receiving end of it because she's trying to see whether or not you're gonna um say something that like what she's used to hearing yeah yeah how do you stay in how do you stay in the moment with that hoping like knowing that you want to see if there's something more get past it or it, it, you know, like when you, because like you're in a relationship, and and I know like you know sort of like the courting dating phase, getting it, getting to this. But when you talk to your your male friends who are dating, like do they do they stay and say, okay, well let me give it another go? Like what is what is the general consensus with that? Um, usually when it comes to any of my uh, male uh, friends, I'm the person trying to inspire them to go on the second date. Oh, because now what happens is. They didn't feel comfortable enough to communicate what they didn't like about the first date because everything is presented in terms of anything when it comes to men. Everything is presented as a responsibility. So very few men actually understand that everything you do, even for women, is a choice. Very few men understand that you can say no to something that you don't want to do. The problem is, is that you make it seem as though you're willing to do certain things. And then when it comes down to doing it, you don't live up to the expectation. So you can just tell, like, if you wanted to, you know, date more than one person, you can be honest and say, I deserve to make a sound decision. So this is why I date two people, not just one. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't been loved to full capacity to understand that it's even it's a difficult thing for me to um date one two or three people like you can you can explain why you do what you do but of course everything is always presented to men in terms of a responsibility so it's like well you know if you're serious you would just pick one person and stick with that one person no Mm. if i'm making an intentional decision i need to see the alternative to the one decision that I'm kind of stuck with because there's still some flags that I recognize in that one person. I want to get an alternative opinion. No, it's not saying I'm sleeping with both, but I am having conversations. I am having lunch dates. I am going out for coffee. I am doing the most simplistic things to make a sound decision. And I give you 
the opportunity to do the same thing by not holding you accountable for what I feel I need in that space. Because usually that's the reason why we we are so intentional about a person only dating one person is because you want the focus to solely be on you while you making all of these fucked up impressions and decisions. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not an honest level playing field. So men don't understand that you do have a choice. Um, And then just before we get to the question, actually, um, one of the things that I noticed about when I was first dating um, my current lady, who is a beautiful person, um, a beautiful person at that time that I was not ready for, I intentionally told her before she made her feelings known that I was giving myself a two-year grace period of still just dating and kind of figuring out how I wanted to position myself in dating. Now, one of the things that I will say to men when it comes to intentionality that we're not really prepared for most times is that your words, if you truly mean them, will back you into a corner. Right? Because I started my relationship on just a friendship basis where we would just talk. And one thing that I didn't realize that I was doing was one of our pastimes where we would go to um, downtown Detroit and walk by our like our riverfront area. Mm -hmm. And even though we did that as friends, it was it was merely for the sake of exercise, because all of us were like trying to you know get our little health and shit together it wasn't like intimacy it would be like 14 15 people along with us it was like a group of us doing it but of course because we're friends and at that time she's the only person that i know well enough um we would spend those moments walking and talking Mm -hmm. right and so at the end of the walk which is usually like a three to four mile walk at the end of the walk we would like you know say our goodbyes and i noticed on this particular instance that the conversations were shifting like she was a little bit more aggressive she was a little bit more irritated by the things that i was saying because i was well aware for her that she was ready to date oh right and when she's communicating her feelings i'm telling her well see how it feels again for a guy to take you out you know, I'm pretty sure there's somebody trying to take you out. Like, why don't she just, turn, you know, not really. <laughs> but she wanted it you. She wanted yes. me to do it, right? Yes. So we get to the end of the evening, and it's like, damn, why are you acting funny? You know, and then I had to fight her to tell me, like, I'm kind of having a crush on you, right? Aww. And it was the it was one of the most softest moments that I recognized, like, for me, Aww. because... It instantly made me feel bad that it, I was kind of being like, like BJ, like I'm right. like giving you that aggressive, firm opinion. Like, look, yes. I know you're not saying this shit for no reason. You ready to date. So um, it kind of like softened the moment because I, I realized in that moment I was being too hard unintentionally on her. So now I have to get in my car and ride home with what she said to me. And I realized all of the things that I was saying to her, not realizing that some of those things could have been new standards 
that she set because she believes what I'm saying. Yes. So even when you feel like you being honest about where you are, if you truly mean what you say, your words will back you into a corner to where you have to adjust yourself, even in your speech. I told her this, so now I have to stand on this. Mm -hmm. So even though I wasn't ready to date, I had to at least try because mm. I didn't want to set her back to where she just came from based on things I built her up to feel. Mm. So here I am, not ready at all. But you got to jump in with both feet. But you got to jump said in you with would. both feet because mm -hmm. you set yourself up for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is like, these are the, the issues that I have with things such as potential. When a person, when a woman, let's say a woman, it's not a person, it's a woman. A woman says, I can't date potential. What the fuck do you think you are sitting across the table from a man? God damn, BJ, take time, man. Take time, lot. <laughs> like, what do you think you are? You are the potential. You the have potential. the potential to not be worth my mm -hmm. time, my interest, my investment, mm -hmm. or my energy. Mm. Like, what the fuck do you think you are? Jeez, Lord. And this is like, and these things are put in place to degrade our men. Mm. I can still be good to you and not be prepared for you. I just have to learn how to do it. Which is what's, which is what dating was supposed to be about. We've, we've, deconstructed and reconstructed what dating is supposed to be and dating is a, is a fast track to getting married dating is a fast track to being in a relationship dating is a fast track to wanting to be seen by everybody in in this in a state of euphoric happiness right dating now is it, it's it's a fast track to a very quick end because people are not taking their time to actually right, date. right and that's what i was trying to communicate in the live like i really appreciated um hearing the perspectives that you know Paco and Lex were giving in the live conversation but I just didn't have the space to unload what we're talking about now yes. like and how and how much this really truly hurts and offends our men and we don't appreciate men enough for having to have the responsibility like you don't you don't see it this way because this is not the way that society paints it but imagine what it feels like to have to be the hunter like that's a responsibility that's not just an attribute that's an mm -hmm. that's a responsibility so imagine when you hunt something that is not healthy for you imagine killing an unhealthy deer and then going home and eating it uh, imagine imagine possibly that's a you know shooting a bull Jeez. imagine shooting a bull or imagine shooting a cow that was unhealthy and then you went home and ate that Okay, so like first of all, <laughs> hold on. I know someone's going to be vexed about the cow analogy. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. I, underst I, mean, I understand what you mean. But right. it's, so for for the the women who are listening, however, he's not calling anyone a cow. No, it's simply an analogy. Not a, that's not a dig. No, it's that's what I'm a, saying. Because, right. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't understand the responsibility. It's like yes. we we look at. We look at women today, again, like I said, there is no strategy for a woman to understand these things. So this is not me trying to come against a woman and say, get your shit together. That is not what I'm doing at all. I understand what it feels like to be you too, but I'm only here to defend the men's perspective because this is what needs to be communicated 
when you feel like men are not stepping up or challenging themselves to step up for you for where you are more women today are more in love with the outcome than they are the process say that again say that shit again hello one more time yeah. please <laughs> more women today are more in love with the outcome than they are the process yep and, so, and that's what i'm saying you fast track dating to get to a right, quick end right this is how this is how you believe that three to six months is enough time to make an intentional decision now keep in mind let's just look at that and and kind of measure up what you've been through prior to this decision you were just in a relationship for four years that did not work mm. how is three to six months comparable to a four-year relationship where mm. you didn't gave a pussy y'all done got bills together y'all done co-signed y'all done did all type of shit all type mm. of beautiful things in this four-year space and now three to six months is enough time for an intentional decision when the four-year decision didn't even work it's like we got to make sense of some of the shit we're saying <laughs> DJ came to beat your all asses. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling, I'm I'm just telling my truth. I'm just yeah, telling absolutely. my truth. I, I don't know any other truth but my own. I'm in a space where every day, because I care for my partner, every day I'm stalked about, when are you getting married? Yeah. When are you going to have a kid? When are you going to do this? Or when are you going to do that? Do you realize that in the years that I've spent with my partner, I've learned something new about her every single fucking day. I still don't like as much as I love to the core of my heart, as much as I love my partner, there are still circumstances that I absolutely do not like in my relationship. And so there is a trial and error while we're together trying to figure out how do we make this thing comfortable for not only him, but her too. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we how do we respond to having two different backgrounds of upbringing? I come from a single parent home. She comes from a two parent home. There's things about a two parent home that I believe to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people don't agree with this. It's like this one for all, all for one mentality. When you live in a household full of people, everybody is pretty much privy to all of your things. But one of the things that I despise is how family members do not respect the person that paid for the opportunity. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Everybody all of a sudden needs to stick their finger in the hair grease now that I pay for it. And you have no respect for the person who had an intentional need for that item. Mm-hmm. That family shit gets a little bit fucked up sometimes. So I have to I have to be that person to not only express the concerns to those issues that I have with how she grew up, but also be open minded that, okay, is this really worth the battle to bring this to the forefront? Like is there a better way to communicate this so that it won't cause tension in a relationship? Because I don't want to be selfish in the idea of communication i don't want to i don't want to like offset the progress by bringing something to the table so these are the conversations that we're having where we'll just sit down and just talk what do you think about this well this is how i feel well this is what 
I feel. And then we kind of come to like a mutual ground where mm-hmm. it's like we walk away understanding each other. You have to give room for this growth in order for yeah. relationships and courting to actually become meaningful. It's not just, oh, I know what I've been through. So this is what I'm going to change about myself in the space of what I've been through. How did that help you grow? We don't get to mm. we don't get to have those conversations. So for women, it's like when you saying all this shit, I want you to know you ain't saying shit. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because, you know, like I always tell I always say when, you know, I'm asked about the the, the length of relationships and, and how long people should spend getting to know one another before they, they officially get together, before they commit, before they become exclusive, before they get married, yada, yada. And I always say, you know, like I always tell the greatest love story that I know is my aunt and my uncle, the three months, the whole, you know, they met and, and got married in three months and they've been married for like almost 60 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and in this exact moment, you know, in listening to what you're saying and in thinking about that story, you know, I, one of the things that I need to start saying as an adage to that is but that was a different time time because at that time when you got married you fought the fuck through your marriage you know what i mean good or bad it it, there weren't all these external things there weren't all these external um factors there weren't you know there wasn't social media there wasn't that but there also wasn't an opportunity for people to say you know what there are other options The only option that made you truly a man was to get a wife. The only option that made you truly a woman and worth something was to be somebody's wife and and to be the, you know, God willing that you have children, but to be somebody's mother and somebody's wife, those were the two biggest things that you could do with your life. And as a man, one of the biggest things you could do with your life is is to find a a woman and and make a family, right? It was a very different time. Now... Men have choices choices to say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to get married to, to Sally Joe because I've known her since we were five years old, and that's what her parents are expecting and my parents are expecting, so yeah, I'm going to do the right thing. Men have choices now to say, you know what, uh, Sally Joe's right. cool, but I like Mary Joe Beth up the block, and you a know, she, right. a little bit better, right? And I haven't known her as long, but I want to get to know her, right? You guys, men have choices now. They don't have mm-hmm. to stick with what is necessarily put in front of them like you said they're not gonna they're the hunters but there's more options than just deer and cow to hunt yeah right. they can hunt exactly. rabbits they right. can they can you know what i mean they can hunt a gazelle they can they whatever it is they can hunt whatever it is that they want to hunt they're not limited to prospects right and a lot of what we don't communicate about the older days too because um i'm fortunate enough to um, have gained a lot of wisdom from the elders. And um, of course, one of the benefits to my generation has been therapy to unpack and unravel a lot of the things that um, we've experienced at the hands of our elders. And, and, And most times what you hear from the men in those days communicating is who else was going to do what I did. Mm. Because, again, this is a time where a woman didn't even have the option to be a support system or to be a helpmate or anything. She just had what she had as her day-to-day responsibility. Mm -hmm. So in this space, there are men who are well over elder. They're like historian age at this point. They're well over the point of actually understanding I didn't like being the protector and provider for a whole fucking family i didn't like what that felt like 
there was nobody in that space that understood what I was mm-hmm. going through. Everybody just coming to daddy saying, I want, I want, I want. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, when you hear some women communicating what they want from the experience of dating, all that's being communicated is, I want, I want, I want. Mm-hmm. This is not the way to communicate with a man today. Because again, we don't like what being a provider feels like even though we take pride in it we don't like everything that the job comes with so unfortunately we have to adjust the job to who we are as people and this is why the disconnection is beginning to really show between men and women because you will have a woman say a man's supposed to pay all of the bills and then a man will rebuttal well what are you bringing to the table to make me Mm -hmm. do that how do you inspire that how do you inspire me to take the same pride in that space to do that without having the begrudged feelings I typically feel when I have done it for other people. Like you're not communicating why he should be inspired to do it and how he's going to feel when he does it for you. True enough, you're not supposed to lay all of your cards on the table, but still in all, communicate something to inspire the things that you expect to see from the experience and it's like i can't i can't be inspired to go on the second date if i didn't know much about you from the first one it's i'm still waiting on you to tell me some things show me some things um and invite me into your presence in terms of energy right like like really show me what it feels like to be in the presence of this bad bitch you portray yourself to be on social media man you know what I'm saying? Because really, to be truthfully honest, unfortunately, and this is just me being honest, a lot of times you portraying the bad bitch is what made us come holler at you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So now show me the person. Okay, you got me on the looks. You got me on the, the swagger, the sauce, whatever you want to call the it. Sauce? But show me the person now because this is the person I got to live with for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's so many things about intentionality that women are completely missing in this conversation. Do men let themselves get trapped by sex? Yes. Scenarios. So, yes. so if yes. she sees that he's, you know, kind of wobbling between me and Sally Joanne up the street. So I know I want to shake things up and I want his focus to be me. So I fling some good pussy on him and some good dick sucking. Men let themselves get trapped by this. You said yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? I think... How? Okay, so... One of the things that I took from an elder of mine who, you know, done been around the block a few times, um, I was being managed, and he saw me. You were being and, what? Oh, manage when we like we call it manage in Detroit. It basically means that I was like smelling myself, being fresh. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, <laughs> so it's like the manly thing to do. So they they call it manage. You know. Yes. So um, I'm being fresh. I'm like you know being a little bit like thirsty almost. You know, for this particular you know young lady at the time that I was trying to you know finesse a little bit so the og see me and he pulled me to the side and the first thing out his mouth is said act like you've been here before oh what the fuck do that mean 
He was like, I know you ain't had no pussy yet, but act like you had it before. Mm. The minute he began to unravel what that meant for me, it was almost immediate that that girl wanted to give me some pussy. Almost immediate. Like, really? when I tell you, when I tell you the, the greatest, the greatest trick to getting a woman's attention is to not pay her attention. BJ, don't give them free game. Come drop it one when more I time. Bring you, it back. When I tell you, you have no idea how many women are offended by the fact that you don't give me the attention that everybody else do. What's up with you? What what makes you? What hey, look, you? and what I will tell you. So you, special. Yeah. What makes you so special? And I tell them, and I swear to I swear to you, it may not work for you right off, but because you have to kind of like form it to who you are as a person but usually in those instances where i will walk right past the chick they'll always say but why don't you pay me the attention and i tell them i'm not about to be number 79 on your dick <laughs> that's not nice bj don't do that when i tell you they are floored by that it's like damn like what you mean look you got all these dudes around here trying to figure out how to get in your panties they trying to they trying to be the the one on your arm so that they could they can stun on the other 78 i'm not about to be number 79 like you having that much attention sometimes makes you unattractive Mm. so you don't even realize Mm. how your beauty can honestly work against you for all of the things that you want and the intentions you have for the dates you (laughs) want to go on (laughs) DJ, I hate you. If you guys could see the face in my neck, blood clot. <laughs> BJ is coming to beat y'all asses today. Let me I'm say trying it to tell you, like, and it and it definitely it definitely is that way. Sometimes it's like you you too cute for your own good. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's like when you have those, yeah, when you have those moments of, when you have those moments of singleness, when you have those moments of singleness, there are certain things that um, you don't really understand about it because you're used to attention. You're used to, you know, the boys, you know, coming to the yard for your milkshake. You used to it. It's like, it's nothing like being single is nothing of what you're used to so oh. then you just you you kind of become arrogant it's like but well, why the fuck am i single you know what i'm saying because you don't you don't exist in this space of singleness often so you you kind of arrogant and this is what we're learning just because you're available don't mean you're ready to date right you know so for men and i'm i hope that i'm not sounding like the you know the antagonist the the sexist guy because that's that's really not my heart in this conversation it's just really letting women know that we are well aware of what we want and sometimes it's not you you know it's it's so much more to um it's so much more to us as men that we feel like we've missed out on that's probably why a lot of men are still chasing pussy because we were always responsible for one person and those moments didn't work for us. So this is why we kind of just have fun, um, live out our leisure a little bit more than we probably should. But um, to answer that, 
it's because we're made responsible for people we don't even want mm-hmm. you know um i want to i want to make mention of this because i know that this is something that most of us don't even think about in terms of dating either um i'm 30 i'm in my my mid to late 30s right now and i just really began to understand the purpose of the man asking her father for her hand in marriage i just kind of got a full detailed understanding of what that is um i want you to answer this question for me as a woman Mm -hmm. in all of your years of living when have you as a woman ever been asked by your dad how are you treating that man never I can almost guarantee that most women have never been asked that question by her father most women I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it a general statement by you saying never that tells me that there's a disconnect to the responsibilities a woman is supposed to have to the man in her life the question the reason, always is how 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 are things? How's he treating you? Is he is he a good he is he a good guy? Right. It's always it's always in the form of responsibility. So the reason why, and this is what I'm being taught in the spaces that I'm in, the reason why a young man is supposed to approach your father and ask for your hand in marriage is because he's responsible up until the point you're married to take care of you, right? Mm-hmm. So in this, there's supposed to be an exchange of responsibility between the boy and your father. Your father is supposed to be the one to make sure that this boy is living up to the code or the standard Mm. of who you're dating. So they're supposed to have a relationship and there's a disconnect between the boy and the fathers because the father's spending so much time trying to make you feel like you're special he's not investing in the generation beneath him to make Mm -hmm. sure that they can carry on the responsibility so not it's not just a a like a fatherless child issue between the biological parent and his offspring it's also the exchange of responsibility from the man who would like to have someone take his responsibilities on further when it comes to his daughter Mm. so i have conversations with men who say you're supposed to be that boy's influence you're supposed to be that boy's mentor you're not supposed to threaten his existence because he very well may be the person that's going to take care of and uphold the responsibilities for your daughter right so there's like it's so many conversations that are not being had in terms of men talking to other men so when when I ask for like certain things out of dating, a lot of times my next question following those things that set on my heart is, um, are we at a point now to where I get to meet and have a conversation with your parents because I desire to know where you come from? Oh, you know, so like this is a part of dating that people don't oftentimes get to. Because meeting the parents is supposed to be like this scary experience mm-hmm. where the boy is supposed to be under pressure to to look good in front of your mama and be able to deal with what your daddy is going to bring 
mm-hmm. when he see you. No, we supposed to have a heart to heart about, okay, as a boy, you should know, well, what do you feel like your daughter needs in a man? What is it that you expect for her to be able to have as your daughter in terms of you being her father? Like you're supposed to be able to have a heart to heart conversation. This is the, this is why men are supposed to say, what is your intent for my daughter? Like not to right. scare them off. Right. It's supposed to be like a, a fruitful conversation and a transfer of responsibility at some point when he says, look, I can take over for you now. This is where the respect level and the honor comes from. So let me ask you, so meeting the parents, is that part of the process of deciding whether or not you're going to, this is the woman that you want to be with as part of the courting process? Or is it by the time you're at the stage of meeting the parents, you've decided that already? Because something that struck me that you said is that, you know, you want to meet her parents to see who she is and learn about where she comes from instead of just hearing those things from her. Should that not be part of the courting process to decide whether or not this is a family that you want to be part of? Yes. But on the flip side of that, it's usually used as an indicator that you decided that you want to be part of that family. Right, right, right. And this is like, and, and as men, we tired of that. Like, imagine, imagine meeting a girl and you don't understand why she's so spoiled. You don't understand why. Okay, like, let's just stick on spoiled for a minute. Okay, she claims to be or she exhibits being spoiled. But she says all of the guys that she's had didn't do shit for. Mm. Where did the spoil come from? Right. So now you realize that it's much deeper than the dude she deal with because clearly she said none of them did anything for her. So they weren't spoiling her. So where did it come from? You have to go to the source. And and a lot of times it's the daddy that is trying to intimidate you with fear and guns and a whole bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to stand up to that man and find out what did you do to her? How did you treat her? How did you raise her? What kind of, you know, like, what are your conversations like? I'm going to do my due diligence to really know who I'm dealing with because then you get married to this girl and now those same parents are trying to control your marriage Mm. you know so it's it's so much shit that people don't be it's so much stuff people don't be talking about for real about dating and courting and all of this stuff for real and I'm just like I respect your viewpoints but for me I did the work for real like I did the work for real. Like I've been in situations where I had to stand up to her dad and say, Hey, look, I feel this way. And this is what I'm standing on. And unfortunately I can't bend and break on this because as a man, I have to stand for something in front of her. She has to know that I'm standing in front of your dad telling him I'm not doing this so that you don't think that you can manipulate me by going to get your daddy on me. Right. I'm letting you and your daddy know I ain't scared. I'm not I scared. Back my I'm, I'm firm in what I believe. Like it's so much that we don't we don't Sorry. think about in this space. So like this is why like I I kind of like I be on fire when I be seeing this type <laughs> of interaction going on, and it's just like oh man, like it's just so much more to that than what you're saying. Like I respect what you're saying, but it's so much more to it. You know, and are you wasting your time if you spend three to six months getting to know somebody? No, no, 
because dating is just not about the time you spend it's not you should be you should be enjoying learning the the person having the experiences gaining the knowledge um updating your beliefs and your interests and your like your expectations based on somebody having a fresh perspective it's not just about you getting what you want out of the shit like i like i hate that about men and women it's like well if a bitch ain't trying to do if a bitch ain't first of all let's get to the part of you not even respecting her by calling her her name my guy right <laughs> sorry it's like damn right. like the bitch ain't trying to suck my dick yeah yeah if she yeah man, shit the least she could have did was gave me a little bit of pussy or something <laughs> like you like damn <laughs> So you know, yeah. and you know, you know my story. I, shit, I told my story on your show. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a dude with sexual trauma. So yeah. do you know how, like, uncomfortable it makes a woman to know that her pussy can't make me do shit, but call you back, <laughs> hang up the phone on you, never call you again, never bat an eye your direction. Like you don't, Ooh. like they cannot take me. Yes. For who I am, like yeah. but you they know are. Yourself yeah and you know and i'm i'm not i'm not the person that could have an awkward awkward moment and not know how to transition out of it i can act like it never happened Mm -hmm. we can continue the conversation but it's really it really boils down to you knowing what you want to do for a person wholeheartedly that's what it takes to be in a dating situation this is what's probably going to get you courted because if a person never knows what you have to offer, you don't have anything to offer. So should sex in that three to six months of courting be part of the equation, not be part of the equation? Should sex be... Yeah, should sex be part of that equation? Does, I, I, I feel like if you're... If you're I, I would say it's more so for, for women because I know, you know, we think that like if we give up the pussy you know you're not sure what's going to come with that or like even if you do want to you say to yourself well you're going to hold out or you've got this 60-day rule or you've got this 90-day rule or you know he has to take you to a certain number of restaurants before you know the magic kingdom opens up or whatever whatever it is should should sex be a write-off if if you if you are intentionally dating um should sex be a write-off no it shouldn't be it shouldn't be this is the wow i want to be considerate though i can't be politically correct um we have this thing we do called we grown right Mm -hmm. and we say this shit every time we about to fuck up we grown i'm grown Mm -hmm. you just let me know you about to fuck up you know you know in your heart of hearts that you not ready for the potential outcome of what this decision is gonna make but you let me know your pussy wet too mm. you about to fuck up okay true enough we grown but do we make grown decisions i would suggest for every man who is sexually overactive to at least try to be celibate for 90 days at least try it because what you what you will realize is a lot of your lifestyle will begin to show you how controlled you are like how much 
of what you do as a man is controlled by the prospect of getting some pussy. Like you, you do a lot of shit for women with the prospect of one day having <laughs> had it already. You do a lot of shit just because you're trying to get that ass. And it's like, bro, like, <laughs> do you realize that she knows she controls you like that? Right. This is what inspires her to sometimes ask for things that are out of your reach and should be out of her expectation because y'all are not even there yet. Mm. Because she knows that the pussy leverages everything, everything for her. So if you can't make it through a 90-day dating phase of no sex to where you're not blinded by her aura or whatever you feel like she brings to the table, the more clear you can see her because she has no she has no kryptonite. She has no leverage. She don't have no special tricks. She don't have no playbook to use at this point. She just got to be herself. But if she knows that she has you in a sens in a sensual or sexual way, she runs the fucking game. Mm. And it and it make you feel and it when you and imagine being imagine being her bitch and then she still don't pick you. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine being her bitch and she still didn't pick you. Damn. So imagine what you about to be once you meet that new girl. You're going to be a piece of shit when you show up. <laughs> you still got to live with that embarrassment. You're like, damn, man, she made me. I, I, done, I done bought her a car. I done mm -hmm. did this, man. I done, I done paid for her son's school clothes. I don't even like that little motherfucker. <laughs> you did all of that just to get the ass. And then she still say, well, you know, me and you can just, we could be friends. But friends. So now you going to the next woman feeling like ugh, you trying you trying to figure out how to get your retribution or your whatever you feel like you trying to retaliate against the last chick with the new chick. And she don't even deserve what you trying to offer, you know, at all. So it's like, man, like chill out, bro. Like like try to really like try to really abstain. Like in those moments where you feel like you being tempted just try to say hey look man you know i don't think it's time for this right now i want to i want to stick to like really mm -hmm. getting to know now true enough it's only a handful of women that's going to respect your abstinence just the same way yeah. they say that yeah. men don't respect a woman with abstinence it's the same yes. thing for us when we say we ain't trying to stick no dick in you they will run and flee like they feel like we do <laughs> because they want what they want just like we want what we want don't let them paint but that we also you. no we also think that if you're not trying to fuck us you're not interested and, and, and it's, it's, it is a catch-22 i will say that it is absolutely a catch-22 because we don't want you to be thirsty and we don't want you to actually want to like fuck us but we want you to want to fuck us so we can tell you that you can't fuck us right so as a man you got to tell her you need to fix your ego but women, women have to check themselves either. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to absolve us to say that, you know, that 90 day rule, maybe it should apply across the board because it's like, you know, again, it's, it's the catch 22 where you want him to want you. You want to, you know, look down and see that his dick is on hard because he really wants to jump in your, in your guts 
and you know that you want to give it to him, but you're going to hold out and not give it to him because you kind of want to punish him. But you know what I mean? Like you want to tease him at the same time and, and all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, you know, you want to know how big the dick is. You want to know if the dick is good. You want to know what that yeah. tongue do. You yeah. want to know all this kind of stuff. Right. And so now you're flirting with him harder, but you still don't want to give it to him because he hasn't picked you yet. But and see, there's still another the woman. That's the thing about, that's the thing about adding sex before you ready to is because, um, having sex with the right person is a um a decision that requires time because um emotions are always going to be irrational you know well more often than not are going to be irrational and this is what i mean by this okay you meet a guy and he's beautiful um he stands before you um healed he is you know, physically, you know, fitting to your standards and all of those things. And you've even had a glimpse of what it looks like in sweatpants. So you know that he measures up the way that you feel like he's supposed to. And then you get to the point where you cross the threshold and have sex with him and he can't fuck. Hold on. Okay, so you said to me... If he comes quickly, it's because the pussy's so good. So is it that the pussy's good or that he can't fuck? More often than it is that he can't fuck is because the sex is good. Okay. Now, also consider this too. Um, when a guy when a guy comes quick, he's telling you how excited he is to share this part of you. Mm. It's not because you know this motherfucker didn't get his strokes per minute up because i guarantee you once he gets used to doing what he does it's going to shift and make a difference again the way that the first fuck goes is the way that the first date typically goes if the first date was bad then you're done if the first fuck was bad you're done you're You're not in it for the process you're in it for the outcome yes so it's like look bro you you squirted your water gun off a little too, too quick for me. I'm going to give you a 15-minute break. We're going to, you know, we're going to get a shot of tequila. We're going to do what we have to do. But you going to make up for this shit here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same process. The first fuck is, is equivalent to the first date. It's what you put into the first, you know, the first instance. It's not going to always go the way that you plan, But you have to reassess and then go back in and try that process again. So... All these women out here saying, oh, man, he I, I finally gave him the pussy. That motherfucker didn't last three minutes. Oh, yeah, you got that fire over there. <laughs> and I'm going to look down at you. I'm going to look down at you as the dick is getting soggy. And I'm going to say, girl, I'm embarrassed. I can't believe what you just did to me. Oh, God. I ain't about to go. I ain't about to go in and go hang my head because. You working with some shit I ain't never had before? <laughs> I'm going to look right down at you with a soggy dick inside you and say, hey, girl, I can't believe. Like, don't do, like, realistically, yeah. like, yeah. there's nothing that man, like, like, this man is really communicating just how valuable you are. But you're so arrogant in this space. You're not really understanding what's being communicated because all you're measuring him up to is your expectations you're not in it for the process yeah um, i mean it's it's the same for men too you know some some of you 
unfortunately, it's a little bit drier for some. What? But again, why did you have to stress the dryness though, BJ? For real? Because because the thing is, but we the same. We are the same. Yeah. It's dry over here. The grass a little bit greener and wetter on the other side, unfortunately. But yeah. again, you have to assess yourself. Well, how come I can't get her to that point where she's wet enough? Or yeah. it's like you gotta you gotta reassess and go back into the situation. It's it's so unfortunate that like we are so disconnected from each other because we're so stuck on ourselves. Yes. It's sad, man. You know, and it's like even as a person in a relationship, I am completely disgusted with what dating sound like today. Because it's like, damn, man, you ain't even giving people a fair shot. Yes. You know, it's like, damn, like, are you really that hurt that you gon' that you gonna stay in this space of overprotection, underappreciation, and then like completely blinded expectation? You gonna stay here, and then like, get vexed when the person doesn't want to be around you. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's like, damn. You know, like I had to. I mean, I be telling too much of my shit though. But <laughs> I had to tell. I told my. I told my lady in like less than three months. I had a lust issue. I had to tell her about sexual trauma. Like. Yeah, less than a year into our relationship, like she probably like this motherfucker a cheater. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that could have been her. That could have been her outlook. I had to be honest. I'm like, look, man, I can't. It's certain stuff I can't do because I'm still dealing with this. I'm like, I'm, I'm talking Stephanie, the life architect. Shout out <laughs> to her. I'm talking to her about all my little issues and stuff like that. I got people that I go to to get the help that I need. Okay, I can't give you this in the relationship right now because this is not where I'm at. I got yes. this to deal with. This is all happening in the first year. I can't even call that the first year of dating for real. This is just, look, I'm dumping everything on the table and you can do with it what you want. But grateful to me, um, she saw it as this motherfucker being completely honest. Giving you everything. So you can make an informed choice. I ain't never had nobody like, you know, like we started off, you know, doing all of the, the, you know, the bullshit, of course, you know, giving each other the passcodes to our phones and shit. We started off doing that bullshit, letting <laughs> social media determine how openly faithful we are to each other, mm-hmm. not respecting each other's privacy and mm-hmm. not trusting in each other. We started off doing that shit and and out of nowhere, it just stopped. I'm not doing that. I'm not going through your phone. If you fucking somebody, I'll find out whether right. I'm looking for it or not. Or not, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, I, I stopped doing all of that stuff and just really being intentional about what I wanted her to know about me as a man in her life. Yes. You know, so, like I said, like, being intentional is not you telling me what you want out the situation. It's you inspiring what you want out the situation you understanding what you have to give in order to receive that's the one thing about dating that i don't understand the very first thing we were ever introduced to was the golden rule treat them like you want to be treated be treated and here we are talking about standards opposite of the golden rule Mm -hmm. 
oh, he he got to make eighty thousand because I make sixty thousand. Well, how do you justify needing that extra twenty? Right. Or he should come healed, but I'm not healed. But I'm not healed. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like, it's so much. It's so many things. That whole thing. Well, when when the women, when the realized women would say, "Be his peace." Wasn't nobody telling your little funky ass to be the source of his peace. <laughs> they were saying, inspire the peace. Yes. Wasn't nobody telling you to be the generator of the peace. Yes. Being, you know yeah, saying? inspiring the peace is you being at peace with yourself. You no. not bringing like, your shit. Like, right. And you just be right. sitting back here like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> and and they will make a whole fucking video, a whole yes. episode, like just, and you just letting me know overall, like you really are a shit yeah, right. person underneath all of this beauty and glamour and shit that you dress up when you have these conversations, bro. I never said that I needed you to be the outlet I had to plug into. I want you to be that energy when I step into your space. Mm. Like, damn. Like, what? Like, why is it so hard for people to understand that men need a support system? I think because in, in, in no way is it a justification, but more of an understanding. It, it's It's historic. We've always been taught that men are the strong ones. Men are the providers. Men are supposed to carry everybody and everything on their back without complaint. Men are supposed to do without wanting for themselves. Men are supposed to give without wanting for themselves. And what they are, what they are given in return, a life, a family, a home, a good wife, those are the rewards of their, their existence. You know what I mean? So he shouldn't have anything to complain about. He shouldn't have anything to be sad about. He shouldn't right, have right. anything to feel stressed or, you know, anxious about. He should be grateful because he's got this woman in his life providing for him all the yeah. things that a man needs. And, and we are always taught historically that, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, you know, from, from childhood, you know, boys aren't supposed to cry. You're you're mm-hmm. tough. You're not supposed to cry. Like you're not supposed to be sad. Walk it off. Shake it off. Like no, you're allowed to feel your feelings. You're yeah. absolutely allowed to feel your feelings. And men are just now, I think, in the past couple of years, coming to that realization yeah. that it's okay to fucking cry. That it's okay to admit that you have shitty days and that you're stressed and there are times where you don't want to be here and there are things that you don't want to do. That it's okay to feel the way that you feel and it doesn't make you any less of a man. Yeah, true, true. It it humanizes you. And you get to make um, more educated decisions on the things that you truly want for your life because um, even as a man in a relationship, I don't I don't put as much value on marriage um, Mm -hmm. as most people do. And um, that's been a conversation in my relationship as well. Not that she doesn't deserve it because she's well over deserved of that expectation. If there was to be one, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm not in a rush simply because marriage is being handed down to so many men in terms of survival and not love. Right. I don't want to survive a person because that means that I had to endure a whole hell of a lot of of trial and tribulation and all of those things that are not resolved in order to get this ideal. It's not even a, a real existence for real. It's, it's, it's how you choose to paint it 
you know, when you decide what it is to you. Like, like you will hear people say, well, I've been married to him for 25 years. You didn't say happily married. Ow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. like, they say these things to justify the decisions that they make when you're just trying to cope with the decision that you made because this shit been hard. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so I'm not in a relationship to survive. I'm in a relationship to be happy. I'm in a relationship to be healthy, you know, and I really enjoy dating. Like, even in a relationship, like, I really enjoy like the opportunities to learn something that she don't even know she do and I'm the person to reveal it to her and then give her a respectable alternative like I enjoy like learning in this space and seeing us in spaces like um one of the only couples that we tend to ever get around is Stephanie and her husband and that was only once mm-hmm. but we were in a um we were in a home with them for like three days and you get to see how one couple does something and then the other couple does something different and you yes. get to take away certain things. And so now we communicate virtually. We can kind of see like, OK, this is the same thing that he does. BJ does that. Now her <laughs> and Stephanie have their own relationship. Yes. These are the things that relationships at all stages are supposed to do. It's supposed to inspire new things, yes. new experiences. So it's like if y'all married and y'all making that solidified decision before y'all even realize what needs to change, how you need to adjust in terms of your feelings, all of those things. This is how all of these unhappy people have such negative things to say about dating and courting. And, you know, because you don't enjoy the process, you just want the outcome. Yeah. You know, so that's all I can really say for real. Like, I'm not a person that has all the answers to it because there are certain situations that are entirely different from my experiences. But um, I shared that because I know what it did for me, you know, um, to to not just assume that, okay, we've been together for a year. Let me go ahead and just. Okay, so speaking of time, we're going to I'm going to ask you one more question before we wrap up. Speaking of time, Mm because you said, you know. And, I, and and let me preface it by saying I know that it's an individual choice, but if we're if we're talking about like a collective way of thinking, is there a, an amount of time, an amount of effort, quantified by time, that is spending too much time and effort in courting someone before yes. you should say, you know what? I'm walking away for whatever the reasons are. What what is what is that length of time? What is that quantifiable amount of time? Um, if you if you spend too much time in another person's existence, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to lose yourself. Like Explain. no matter no matter how much of a person you enjoy, or no matter how much of a person that you truly love, if you spend too much time in their existence. A lot of times you're going to lose something or a piece of yourself. So we have to we have to have a healthy back and forth. I'm going to give you a example of what I mean by spending too much time in a person's existence. Mm-hmm. We all seen Waiting to Exhale, right? The movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, in this space of mm. 
John and Bernadine. Bernadine spent way too much time into his realm or his mm-hmm. existence that she didn't do any other things that she wanted to do with her own life because she felt like giving to him would eventually benefit her. Mm-hmm. On the flip of that, John has his wife giving her all to his dream, never paid attention to those dreams that she had before she assumed the responsibility to his. Mm-hmm. Now, she doesn't even know that he's not happy whole time, even though she did what he asked her to, he still wasn't satisfied. Mm. You got two instances where people are existing in, in spaces outside of themselves, not communicating what it is that needs to change, adjust, or just doesn't suit me anymore. And then when it comes to a head, everybody is like on fire because you realize these decisions took a lot to make. So there is a time in dating, courting, and in a relationship where you are too consumed with another person's needs, another person's feelings, another person's responsibilities, and you have to say to him or her, fuck you, I'm doing my own thing. Hey. I'm about to go hang with the homeboys. I'm about to go on the girls' night. I'm about to go. I'm about to go get a hotel room for two days. I just want to be in my own energy mm-hmm. by myself. Like I have nothing against that. I'm a person. I'm a loner at heart. So I don't like it. Really, and let me say this too, because it's gonna come out fucked up when I get to my point. <laughs> I am a loner at heart. So. I honestly don't miss people. Like I don't I don't have um I don't have that nature inside mm-hmm. of me to where if you're gone for three days, it's like, oh my God, I miss you. Like I don't have that. So um <laughs> I understand it. I do, believe me. Oh, I know you understand yeah. <laughs> it because you're just like me. I'm like, shit, I was gone from my kids for three months and I was good. I'd call them every day, like, you know, to make yeah. sure they didn't burn down the house. But yeah, it's even like in that. a romantic relationship, you go on, you go away on business and you're gone for a week. Retta, you were, it was seven days. It, right, was, that, right. it was seven That's days. That's how I look at it. It's like, okay, I spent 340 days prior <laughs> to this right. with you. Like, right. you gone for seven days? Like, um, I deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what the fuck? But again, I know for people in relationships, it sounds fucked up. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not like the, the greatest feeling in the world to know that you miss him, but he didn't feel that way. And it's not a, it's not so much about you. It's just, it's not realistic because some people are comfortable in a, like, a space with just themselves in it. So, like, I don't really have those moments, but what I do because I don't have those moments is I'll I'll even go as far as to say, like, you know, don't forget where you live. Right. You know what I'm saying? To, like, make it seem like, like, even though I don't have those feelings, hurry up and get your ass back here. Right. I don't miss you, you, but make sure you come home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like (laughs) a weird way to communicate, like. I value you in this space, but yeah. I may not possess the same, you know, ideal to the feelings. So, like, I don't, I don't suggest for people to just like give up themselves for love because that that shit don't work either, you know. Mm-hmm. But learn how to coexist 
in a space where sometimes you you might pra- start practicing watching shows that she watches even though you're not interested like you will be able to find out that those are catalysts for conversations you've been trying to figure out how to have because you bore with what y'all normally talk about you know um like my one of my things uh for entertainment purpose which really helps me as a creative is i watch battle rap right Mm. and um it's basically two men competing trying to best each other and like the back and forth it feels like the debate team for me right even though they talking about guns and shooting and all type of crazy (laughs) shit but i'm really i'm really entertained by how witty Mm -hmm. these guys are like the way that they use their entendres the way that they kind of like correlate certain wordplay with certain situations it's a freestyle competition right yeah so it's it's like like, off the cuff yeah sometimes like there's like things that will happen in the battle like at that very second and then the person will rebuttal that very thing that Mm -hmm. just happened Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh my god that was so creative you know it's just like such a like mental exercise so i do that and you know of course she's not into it but she'll say like well i'm gonna cook you a meal because i know your battle starts at eight right. like it's it's shit right. that y'all can do to right. you know what i'm saying besides well if a motherfucker ain't trying and if he ain't trying to do this and if he ain't trying to have kids and if he ain't trying to fuck me for right. five six seven eight we don't want to yeah. hear that shit <laughs> It's like, girl, fuck you. You are you coming to the table wrong. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. It's like, you cute as hell, but fuck you. Okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to find somebody else cuter or cutest or just as cute. Fuck you. Okay? We don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love you with both sides of my heart. <laughs> to be me too like uh and this is what i want to go into in like this new phase of creativity because what i realize is that like i have my views and my opinions and you know like everybody comes to me in one way or another trying to figure them their situation out and i don't like claim to know everything i just have a view like i'll give you my view and what's really sad sometimes and sometimes make me not want to talk to people is they'll turn around they'll get over their hump and then they'll villainize me oh they'll say like he think he knows everything or here he go it's like huh like i really like i really took my time to like try to give you something else other than what you were thinking um giving you another approach but like people will weaponize me like he you know he he think he know everything here he go on his on his soapbox it's all preaching ass like it's like and it's like damn like y'all really think that i go through all of my pain to now be you know what i'm saying to now be that like i'm not egotistical at all in that regard cause somebody stink if I, 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 if Lord of His mercy, I can't even say. If I was somewhere and for whatever reason that was the conversation in the room, <laughs> oh boy, 
there we would have a problem we would have like, a problem and that and that's that's been like that's that's one of the reasons why i decided to like uh to step away for a while you know and i was noticing like okay it was hurt it was it was really tiring and it was really exhausting to go to the lengths i had to go to to put those messages out because they were like unresolved places in myself but then to know that i did it it reached the people it reached and then they turned around and stabbed me afterwards yeah it's like oh no we got to do something else because i'm gonna fuck around <laughs> and i'm gonna end up doing something that's not me because yes. i gotta respond to how this shit makes me feel like yeah. that shit hurts you know that you have people that you genuinely care about you know but again it's just like i begin to take another position i want to like i want to put my influence and my personality behind other people help people get to certain things in their creative fields and it's going to evolve into something much greater and then i get to remind people like this was not for nothing so you know it's hard being me it's really hard but you know i'm gonna tell my truth no matter what but but that's what we love about you. For those who, for those of us who know you and truly appreciate you and everything that you give and everything that you come with, fuck them people. <laughs> Tell them I said so and a whole lot of other people stand behind that. <laughs> fuck them people. I know you don't, you're not so into podcasting anymore, but if people wanted to listen to your episodes, if they wanted to get in contact with you, if they wanted to follow you on social media to hear more about you, read more about you, whatever it is, how can they get in contact with you? How um, can they find follow you? Me, follow me on uh, Twitter at DergoBJ. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. Um, the Instagram page is The Subject Change. Um, there are some things that I will be announcing soon that kind of like touches on what me and aj just talked about today because i feel like we have the same conversations about relationships and um i'm going to start like challenging a lot of perspectives so i do have some like visual ig live things coming up that i will be announcing soon so just to hold over until i figure out what i'm going to do with change the subject I'll be doing a lot of live presentations and things of that nature. So just follow those two pages for now and um, you'll begin to see what is on the horizon. I do still use the um, the hotline number, which is 313-636-3060. Like if you want to leave a comment, ask a question or reach me outside of the platforms typically used for the show, you can definitely reach me directly. I'll shoot a text or send back a voice note or whatever, however you choose to respond but for now those are the only um connections that you can actually have with me the podcast is still up and available mm -hmm. on all social media platforms that you listen to podcast well not social media but yeah, um, streaming podcast platform. hosting or streaming platforms um spotify stitcher google play pandora wherever you want to find change the subject or wherever you find podcast period i'm probably there so um, it's about maybe 60 episodes in total split between change the subject and teach me how to love you better, which was deliberately, you know, driven to women. So, um, a lot of my opinions come from talking to women, as you can see. So listen to you those shows. That. You have episodes where you praise us and now you come on here and you're cussing us. My oh G. yeah, absolutely. You're my I G. definitely give you a full <laughs> dynamic of, you know, praise and some constructive criticism. Definitely. Yeah. 
But um, I've also it's like telling me you love me while you're beating my ass and punching. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, but you're gonna get these licks. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But again, I've learned so much from women. You know, like uh, there's been times where I've said something that was controversial, and a woman reached out to me and said, "That's a little flawed. This is what you need to keep in mind." You know, and I have to go back out to those same people that I was, you know, I just built up. Yeah, I agree. You know, I got to go right back out and tell them, hey, look, I was a little fucked up for what I just said. This is actually the way in which I'm supposed to or the way in which we are supposed to. So let's adjust that. Like, I'm not out here just to, you know, be righteous. I want to learn, too. So it's a it's a healthy balance. But that's what you get from me. Like, I'm. I'm not here to make you feel like a piece of shit, but I am going to tell you if you are. Yes. You know what I'm and, saying? And that's so. keeping it real. That's yeah. actually keeping it real. Right. Not, not the not the social media version, not the glorified version, none of that. Just actually keeping it real. Pum pum posse, bless <laughs> up yourself, BJ, bling up your blood clot self. <laughs> Oh my goodness me, this has been the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. This has, man, I can't even tell you how happy I am. I know you can see how happy and you can hear all the giggles and the laughing I'm saying, but anytime I talk to BJ, even when I'm cussing BJ, it's such an enjoyable experience. Like, <laughs> because like you said before, he and I are very similar. It's a, it's a, we're, we're like the, the male female balance of one another in a lot of ways, which is absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and yeah thank you so much for being here to share your perspective and to give us the 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 ass whooping that we need and to shake things up a little bit not because you know what really and truly it's important because you know and and this is something that we're going to discuss as time goes on but we need to listen when men speak and not in that kind of submissive bow down type of way but actually open your two ears Take the sticks out of your ears. Stop trying to pull apart what they say and, and pick and choose the best of, of what they're saying and applying it to however to whatever narrative you want to hear the entirety of the conversation and the entirety of what they're saying and where they're where it's coming from, good or bad, whether you agree with right. it or not, whether right. it hurts your feelings or not, or whatever the case may be. So outside of the reasons why I value you, I value you for um, giving this perspective and, and for having this conversation with me because it's, it, these conversations are necessary and we do need to start listening to men when they speak. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that when that happens, um, some of the confusion will then go away, you know, um, because I think that women have always been vocal. I think mm-hmm. that um, men don't answer to the calling that women are kind of like reaching for in terms of answering some of their feelings answering some of their questions like men don't really speak out about it because everything that they have to say is tied to their manhood Mm -hmm. like you you can't say i don't like what it feels like to do certain things because you're defined by that so you can't just outwardly say I don't like that or I don't want to do that or that doesn't make me happy like because everything about a man ties to his manhood and this is probably why so many men's egos are as big or as monstrous as they are so we have to like we really do have to speak out and you know a lot of men don't like the shit I say yes you know so it's like hey fuck y'all too (laughs) <laughs> you'll get it when you get it you know right <laughs> like, absolutely you know, so, fuck you yeah. and your feelings yeah so 
um this is like what you're experiencing in this episode is what i'm going to be coming with eventually like mm-hmm. once i figure out everything and this is what we're gonna look forward to we're gonna have these conversations together i like it i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> all right love you lots um again bless up yourself we'll talk to y'all next week My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I could teach you, but I have to charge My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I could teach you, but I have to charge If you're smart, la 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 la.